0: This episode is sponsored by the Flinto Class at-home learning program. If the name Flinto Class at-home learning sounds familiar to you, you probably follow me on Instagram and saw Milo and I doing some of the activities. Don't compromise on your child's learning during the pandemic. Get them the real preschool experience from the safety of home with Flinto Class at Home. They make learning easy with flexible schedules, pre-recorded sessions, and all materials needed are available in the kit itself. You will also have access to a dedicated early learning counselor for your child. You can get Flinto class for your child now at 35% off. This is a very limited time offer, and based on our experience with the program, it is definitely worth it. Go to flinto.in slash tmr, that is f-l-i-n-t-o dot i-n forward slash t-m-r to get your learning box now. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. It is a solo episode this week and I am talking about something that I've wanted to talk about for a while but just didn't get around to it but there's been a few situations where i find myself getting frustrated with my husband when really i'm frustrated that milo is having a really bad night or you know having a meltdown or it's been a hard day and then my husband does like one small little thing and then i snap at him And it's just not a good situation for anyone. Of course, my husband gets like pissed off and he gets defensive and it's just not good. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I had put out a Instagram story where I asked you guys to share your experiences with this if you had any and I got lots of feedback. So I'm going to try and incorporate those into the episode as well. But yeah, uh, before I get into that, I wanted to make sure that everybody was following the Mom Room podcast on Instagram because it is a beautiful account, if I do say so myself. I do not create these images. I do not post them because it would not be that beautiful if it was me doing it, let's be honest. But I have Play Digital helping me with that account and I'm so excited about it. I love the way it looks and how it's turning out and it is just going to grow from here. So I share um, updates about upcoming episodes on there. Uh, We share exclusive videos from the podcast episodes. All kinds of fun stuff. So if you're not already following, please go follow at The Mom Room Podcast, all one word. And yeah, like some shit, share some shit, you know, all the good stuff. Tell your friends, tell your friends too. Eventually, what I would love to do with that account is do some lives on there and get lots of feedback from you guys about what you want to hear about, guests you want to have on the show. The show is really, it's just going to keep growing. So I'm very excited about that. Um, What else did I want to say today? Oh, yes. I have a meeting on Friday with Bailey. She is going to be helping me get some merch out for the podcast and i have such fun ideas for t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats so i'm very much looking forward to putting that out the mom room podcast website is almost ready to go which is also super exciting it actually might even be up by the time i post this you never know so yeah lots of things happening over here so i just wanted to fill you in on those things so expect some merch very soon and you know it's going to be like oversized t-shirts with funny sayings and things that I say so when was it last week I asked no I didn't say this what happened was I was talking on my stories and I said Milo is at daycare but I said it in a weird way I was almost like singing it and the captions picked it up as Milo is a dickhead, but I didn't catch it because I don't read through the captions before I post it to stories. So it was literally like many people watch my stories without the sound on because they're breastfeeding or whatever. So can you imagine? People were reading that and they were like, it was just me saying Milo's a dickhead. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. So anyways, People were suggesting that to be put on merchandise. Milo is a dickhead. Can you imagine? Oh my God, I can't. Anyways. Okay, let's get into this topic. I made some notes, so I am somewhat prepared. So here we go. Just quickly, before I get into the situation that made me think to do this as a topic, whenever I record my solo episodes, it's like I have two little ticking time bombs walking around the house and I'm just waiting for them to bark and interrupt me. That's all I have to say, because I can hear their little nails click clacking around the freaking house. Anyways, okay. This is what happened a couple weeks ago. I was downstairs, so many times throughout the week, my husband will take Milo up for his bath and I will stay downstairs and tidy up and put things away, you know, clean out. You know, if we made dinner, I put that stuff away and then I get Milo's milk and then I join them upstairs. So it was one of these days where this is what happened. And when I was doing stuff downstairs, I could hear Milo being a total toddler upstairs and giving my husband such a hard time. So already that irritates me because I'm downstairs just trying to get things ready. And then when you hear your toddler behaving like that and giving your partner a hard time, if you're like me, I instantly feel like I need to go and help with the situation and whether or not that's the right thing to do. Like I know a lot of people say like, just let them deal with it. It's fine. I know that rationally, but how I feel does not um, align with those thoughts in my head. So I always feel this pressure and like stress to quickly finish what I'm doing and just go upstairs and try and help with the situation. So that was happening and I went upstairs and I'm already, you know, like stressed now. And it's weird because if I'm alone with Milo and he's giving me a hard time, it's almost like I can handle it better than if my husband is there. Because when you have someone else there, I don't know why, but it just creates this like weird dynamic and I want to be in control and do things the way that I want to do things. The way that i know something will work you know like giving him an option or you know going to get his favorite toy or whatever it might be i feel like i have all these tools and strategies to make things go smoothly and so when my husband's there and we're both kind of trying to help because that's what like i totally understand that everything that he does is with good intentions but sometimes it can just be frustrating when you want things to go your way or you want to deal with it. And then at the same time, I would be pissed off if he just got up and left me to deal with it on my own. So I totally acknowledge that this does not make sense, but this is what happens and it's stressful situation. So anyways, I go upstairs, Milo is standing in the bathtub, and he doesn't want to sit down. My husband's trying to get him to sit down. And it's always stressful when they do this kind of shit in the bathtub because it's friggin' dangerous. Like if he slips, if he hits his head on the side of the tub. So it's already like a stressful situation. If he was behaving this way, you know, in the kitchen or in the living room, it's like whatever, just leave him and let him do his thing. But we had to give him a bath. He was already naked standing in the tub, but he's giving us a hard time. So. My husband was trying to quickly wash him, and I was trying to alleviate the situation or bring down Milo from his little meltdown. But what was happening, like, I understand why my husband was trying to quickly wash him, but a few times I said very calmly and, you know, softly, I just said, stop washing him, like, stop doing what you're doing because my husband trying to wash him and putting water on him and the face cloth and soap was making milo more and more agitated so what happened was when he didn't listen to me and he kept trying to quickly wash him i lost my damn mind and it wasn't like a big dramatic you know losing of my mind it was just kind of like can you stop washing him like which I don't usually react in that way. Like it's odd. It's not a normal thing for me to do. So it is kind of shocking when that comes out of me in that situation. Because we're typically like really calm and easygoing and we communicate. And so when one of us kind of reacts in this way, it's kind of like, you know, you're taken aback a little bit. And instantly when it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh shit. Like, but I was so angry and I just wanted Milo to stop. Like I just wanted Milo, whether we had to take him out of the tub, whatever, whenever, okay. Whenever Milo is really escalating, I just want it to stop. And it's like my body and my mind goes into this fight or flight mode, like do whatever you have to do in that situation for this to stop. And I really don't think my husband has that same feeling. His feeling is more so like, let's just get it done quickly and then he can have his little tantrum. But I am not that way. So when my husband tries to, for example, in the morning, get him dressed when he's doesn't want to get dressed and he's refusing it and he's being a little toddler about it i kind of just want to give him space let him calm down try and get him to think it's his idea to get dressed like try all these different tactics um, that i've learned just from talking to people on here or reading about it or trial and error with myself you know dealing with milo so that's my kind of approach to it but my husband's kind of like let's just get him dressed and get it over with and i'm like no No, So we differ on that. So anyways, oh my God, this story is taking forever. So that's what happened. I snapped like, can you just stop washing him? And my husband like put the face cloth down and just left the bathroom. And I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, he's obviously really mad. I don't blame him for being really mad, but I was mad and frustrated too. So when that happened, Milo like, ended up just like sitting down we finished his bath I don't remember I think I got him a toy or I did whatever and I went and I just closed the bathroom door because in my mind I was like I don't want my husband coming back in here like I just want to sit here with Milo finish his bath and then I'll take him and do his bedtime routine So yeah, that sucked, and I was like, "Ugh, why did I react that way?" But like, I couldn't help it. I was just like so frustrated, and I wasn't even that frustrated that my husband was trying to wash him. I was like, the frustration was building from the moment I could hear Milo throwing a tantrum from downstairs. So I finished Milo's bath. We went into the bedroom. My husband was sitting there waiting for us on the bed. And I was like, why don't you just go downstairs? And, you know, I probably shouldn't have done this either. But he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I know that you're upset with me. Like, it's a high stress situation. Why don't you just go downstairs and I'll finish Milo's bedtime stuff and put him down. So my husband was like, okay. And I think he was kind of like, you know, feelings hurt or, you know, was annoyed that I said that. So he went downstairs And then I eventually put Milo down, went downstairs, and I don't know if we talked about it that night or if we talked about it the next day, but like my memory is horrible. But anyways, it was like a thing and I was like, okay, clearly this is something that we need to talk about. And oh, I also host a podcast where I talk about mom things, so I will talk about it on here as well. Many of you guys related to the topic of getting, you know, expressing your frustration at your partner when really you're frustrated at the situation that is usually brought on by kids or toddlers or babies, whatever it might be. And what it made me, when I was thinking about this topic, it made me think about the Rage in Motherhood episode, which was episode 81 from last Friday. Um, so definitely listen to that if you haven't already. And what she talks about is how there's always something underneath the anger. So usually, and I've seen Instagram posts about this as well, which outlines it pretty nicely, you know, like The surface level is anger or frustration or irritability, but underneath it's usually needs not being met. And I think we can all agree that in the last year, many of us have many needs that are not being met just because of the situation that the world is in. And I know in Ontario, we are still going through this. We are in lockdown. So, you know, if you think about needs like You know, socializing with friends, getting to visit family, you know, getting a break, going, you know, to a hotel with your girlfriends for a night, going out for dinner, going to see a movie. Like these are all little things that build up over the course of a year. And I know for me, I'm, I get really irritated or I get down like low mood and I get frustrated with myself thinking, why am I feeling this way? But then I think about the last year that we've had and how my life has been basically, Not at all what I'm used to and what I enjoy. Um, And so then I'm kind of more self-compassionate, let's say, which is this past Friday's episode, um, episode 83 with Dr. Angel Montfort. I am going to pause the show here just for a moment because I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Flinto Class at-home learning program. I think we're all familiar with the toy subscription boxes that you can get for your toddler or your young children, and I was surprised to see that the Flinto Class at-home learning program was so much more than just some toys to play with. I was also so impressed with the organization. I opened the box and every single day of learning was packaged in its own little bag with all the materials that you need for those specific activities. I got us set up at the kitchen table, I opened my laptop, logged into our account, and then I played the pre-recorded session for that day that we were going to do. It's a mix of learning, of singing songs, being active, and obviously doing the really age appropriate activities that they provide for you and you're not just left to do it on your own you're following along with the teacher who does it with you and guides your children at the same time Milo was so engaged with the program, and the activities were age appropriate and fun. And yeah, we had a really good experience with it. Your child or children can get school ready, gain age appropriate skills, and receive hands on learning experiences for holistic development. The program offers flexible schedules and pre recorded sessions, which makes it so easy for parents, and especially because all the materials you need are available in the kit itself. You also get a dedicated early learning counselor for your child. So don't compromise on your child's learning during the pandemic. Get them the real preschool experience from the safety of home with Flinto class at home. You can get Flinto class for your child now at 35% off. This is a very limited time offer and based on our experience, I highly recommend it. Go to flinto.in slash tmr, that is f-l-i-n-t-o dot forward slash tmr to get your box now. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big 4-0 next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We talked all about being compassionate to yourself. So all these episodes kind of connect. It's actually quite wild. So anyways, rage episode, highly recommend. Self-compassion episode, recommend. And that's what I was thinking to myself. Like, why in that situation was I so frustrated? And it's because we just are having bad days lately. We're having... We're bored. We're tired. We're, you know, nothing to look forward to. We don't have any plans on the calendar to look forward to. We aren't, you know, going to the gym. We aren't visiting friends. And so I think it is pretty expected for us to be more irritable and frustrated. Um, And if you're like me, I always think, you know, like I don't want to... Put my frustration or my irritability with a situation onto milo because i don't want him to escalate um so sometimes my husband ends up getting it so what do we do to prevent this from happening again so what we did when we eventually talked about this i explained to my husband how I feel in these situations and how I just want Milo to stop and so when my husband keeps doing what he's doing which is irritating Milo and making him more and more angry it really frustrates me and I get pissed off. So what we did and a good example for this is In the morning recently, Milo does not want to get dressed. He, you know, is being a big whiny baby. Some mornings he's great, but most often he, you know, it's a struggle to get him dressed, to get him to go pee on the potty and to get out the door. So my approach and my husband's approach are totally different. And my approach is better. So what I did was explain to my husband, not in the moment, but we did this, you know, in the evening when we were just sitting by ourselves. I explained to him how I want us to approach the mornings when Milo is behaving that way. And, you know, it sounds silly, but having a plan in place for these situations that cause stress is so helpful because both of you are going to be on the same page And both of you are going to react to the situation in the same way so that hopefully it's not irritating the other partner because they wish you were handling it in a different way or vice versa. So, for us in the morning, it's a lot of telling Milo what we're going to do. So, I say things like, Let's go pee pee on your potty, and then we're gonna pick out a granola bar get dressed and go in the car, you know, trying to make it. It's not necessarily a bribe because we're not saying like go pee on your potty or else you're not going to get a granola bar. We're not saying if you go pee on your potty, you'll get a granola bar. It's more so like here is the plan for the morning. You're going to do this and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. And, you know, sometimes it works right away. Sometimes it takes a few times. Sometimes you have to give some options in there like, Do you want to go? Let's, or no, not never ask because never ask, just tell them what they're going to do. So we say, let's go pee on your potty and then you can pick out a cookie or a granola. What do you want to have in the car? Do you want a cookie or a granola? And so my husband and I kind of went through these different options. So if he's behaving this way, let's approach it in this way and then we're on the same page. The same thing goes for um, when Milo resists bedtime some nights. And by resists, I mean he doesn't want to get off our bed and walk to his room to go to bed. So before, like, I would get frustrated seeing how my husband would handle that situation. Even though I was sitting right there, I was you know, trying to tell him what to do. And then it's like a high stress situation and we get frustrated with each other. So when we were downstairs and not in the moment, I told him what I find that really works with Milo in that situation is to say, do you want mommy to carry you to your bed or do you want to walk? And it works like a fucking charm. Like, I don't know what it is, but it works. And when it doesn't work, it just takes a little bit of you know, being repetitive and, you know, adding a toy into the mix. Like, do you want mommy to carry you or do you want to walk? And let's go pick out a toy that you can bring to your bed. Or do you want to bring Baby Shark or do you want to bring Woody and Buzz? Um, So it's a lot of just, you know, giving him options and saying things that almost distract him and make him feel like he's in control of the situation. But if my husband doesn't know this, then, and we and it, it's one thing to know it, but you also have to practice it and see how well it works in order to really use that tool in the moment. It's like, it takes practice. So telling my husband these tools and, you know, how I deal with the situation and how, like what I find that really works helps. And then we're both on the same page again. So anyways, that's what we've been dealing with in the last little bit. And to be honest, like you'll master one situation, for example, the getting him to go from our bed to his bed. And then the next week it's like something else. And so you just need to figure out what works. But I'm going to go over some things that you guys mentioned on Instagram and then um, just kind of give my little take on it. So first up, a lot of people were saying that their that their husbands or their partners are not helpful, and that's what's frustrating. So I cannot relate to that because my husband is always trying to be helpful, but what's frustrating for me is that he's not doing it in the way that I think is best for the situation. So it's a little bit of a different issue, but what is similar, is that you need to communicate with your partner and also set up a plan of action. You know, you need to be a little bit vulnerable in that situation and say, you know, I'm really struggling and I feel upset when, you know, I'm dealing with the kids and you're not involved or engaged in what we're doing. And it's a lot of stress on me. And if you would do X, Y, and Z, I think it would really help me out and, you know, be easier for us to get the kids to do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. If you haven't listened to episode 67 with Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, go and listen to it and take notes because it is so good. And it's all about... Things like that, you know, communicating to your partner, um, trying to alleviate resentment that you have with your partner. It is fabulous. A lot of the times I think we don't express to our partners what we need and what we want them to do. And whether it's because we don't want to look like we can't handle it on our own or we don't want them to. To like, we're afraid of their reaction if we tell them what we want and what we need. It's important, and you need to do it because they can't read your mind. And you know, if you put it out there, you put it all on the table, and they still are refusing to help, then you know, you can decide what to do from there. But you really need to set your expectations and tell your partner how you're feeling and what you need from them. Because they just might not know and you really don't want to get into this pattern of I think it's confirmation bias where you're like oh like he comes home from work and he doesn't help with anything I get dinner on the table and so you develop this kind of mental framework of your partner in your head and then every day you're just looking to confirm that instead of you know, speaking up and trying to change it. So, you know, your husband comes home and you're almost hoping that he just goes and sits on the couch because you want to be right in your little, um, like mental schema that you've created of your husband. Do not get into that trap. And it's kind of like you're being a martyr, instead of taking action and being like no this is what i need you're not helping around like around the house whatever it might be so yeah that is very important a lot of people say they feel guilty after they snap at their partners in a high stress situation and i totally understand that feeling i can relate to that feeling but if you address the situation and talk about it once everybody has calmed down It will alleviate that guilt and probably prevent it from happening often in the future. Someone pointed out that they always explain to their partner, and it could be in the moment, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at the situation, and I often say that as well, Um, but At the same time, you know, if you're snapping at them, like you should still apologize and talk about it afterwards, but it's important to point that out, you know, like I'm really frustrated at the situation and I'm reacting towards you because I can't do it towards the kids or whatever it might be, but you know, just know that it's not necessarily all like, I don't think that this is your fault and you're necessarily doing something wrong. I'm just, you know, at my, the end of the rope, the end of the patient's rope. Somebody made an interesting point. They messaged me saying um, that they were thinking about lately how people say that they have babies to save their marriage. And once you have a baby, I think you probably think that that is not the best idea because, you know, you always hear about that. People are unhappy and they think, you know, having a baby is going to be this exciting thing and solve other problems that they have going on. But if you have a baby, you probably know that that is the furthest thing from the truth. And if anything, it is just going to highlight issues that you've already had or create new issues. Like it's freaking hard So anyways, she, her situation was that they had a really strong relationship beforehand and still ended up, you know, snapping at each other and having difficult moments because of sleep deprivation. Um, And so she was just making the point that, you know, is that even a thing to have a baby to save your marriage because... She says, bringing a small ball of fury into an already tumultuous relationship can only make things worse. Our baby is bringing my husband and I closer because we already work well together, but I can't imagine it working if there's already animosity there, which is like so, 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 so true. Babies are hard. Kids are hard. Parenting is hard. That's the end of the story. Okay, these solo episodes, I really start to notice how my voice is just garbage. Like, if you could see the audio track on my laptop, it starts to, like, rumble because my voice gets all raspy, and I've been talking for, what, 25 minutes? I could never... What if I wanted to be a singer? Like, what if I put out a pop song, and it, you know, hit number one on the Billboard charts, and they wanted me to go on tour? I... I would be able to sing four songs about, and that's it. And that's like, you know, singers perform like every second day for a year, an entire concert. And then during the day they do like the media and they do interviews. I cannot imagine. Like my voice gives out after a 25 minute podcast. Anyways. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited. Um just to see this podcast grow. I recently signed with a network called Podcast Nation. They are phenomenal. I'm so excited to be a part of their group. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out at podcast.nation on Instagram. They have such fun shows on their roster, so I'm just thrilled that I am a part of it. Um, So yeah, I'm actually meeting with them in 20 minutes. So that's going to be my first like big meeting with the network and I'm super excited to see what they have to say. If you haven't already, please go wherever you are listening to this podcast, probably iTunes or Spotify. I don't think you can rate and review on Spotify, but anyways... If you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. That is how I stay at the top of the charts. And I would really appreciate it, you know? That's how you support like little small businesses like a podcast. You gotta like share the content, like it, review. I have a headache, so I am going to go take a Tylenol before my meeting at one. But again, thank you guys so much for listening. Friday's episode, I believe, is with Heather, veganish mama, on Instagram. Check it out. And I hope your children sleep tonight and don't roll off the bed, which is something that Milo has been doing regularly. Okay, bye bye.